Welcome to the Fromm Daily Podcast, where I give you a little bit of Eric Fromm and some encouragement for your personal growth journey every day. I'm your host, Lacey Delane. And I am super happy to have you for another episode of From Daily. Welcome. Glad to have you. We talked yesterday about being and joy and how they are connected. And today, From is going to show us how even in Jewish and Christian religion, joy has been elevated as a priority. So joy, he has said to us so far, um, is a product of living genuinely, being present genuinely in the moment, um, and a process of growth. Uh, we're going to learn. We're going to hear more about that um, as we continue this week. Um, but to give a little bit of context before I start reading this, um, he is saying that productive activity is what brings joy. We talked about this earlier this week. And he also talks about joy being the glow that accompanies being and the difference between joy and pleasure and thrills um, and all that good stuff. So he goes on to say, oh, oh, I'm reading from the book, The Essential From, which is a compilation of writings by Eric From um, that has been edited by Rainier Funk. Fromm says, as is to be expected, joy must play a central role in those religious and philosophical systems that proclaim being as the goal of life. The Hebrew Bible and the later Jewish tradition, while warning against the pleasures that spring from the satisfaction of cupidity, or you could call it vanity or pleasure, pleasure seeking, um, these Religions, he goes on to say, see joy, see in joy the mood that accompanies being. I think this is so interesting because he's showing us how the being mode of existence, as he would call it, weaves through, we can see it weaved through all of the different um, religions if we look closely. He says, the book of Psalms ends with the group of 15 psalms that are one great hymn of joy. And the dynamic psalms begin in fear and sadness and end in joy and gladness. The Sabbath is the day of joy, and in the Messianic time, joy will be the prevailing mood. The prophetic literature abounds with the expression of joy. Joy is considered so fundamental that, according to Talmudic law, The mourning for a close relative whose death occurred less than a week earlier must be interrupted by the joy of the Sabbath. So this is Jewish law that if somebody dies, uh, the joy of the Sabbath still has to take precedence. The Hasidic movement, whose motto, serve God with joy, was a verse from the Psalms, created a form of living in which joy was one of the outstanding elements. Sadness and depression were considered sins of spiritual error, if not outright sin. I'm not done reading, but I want to stop right there because I think that this is super interesting um, for two reasons. Number one, I definitely see the theme of joy as he's presenting it here in religion, in um, the Jewish religion, in the Christian religion. Um, as he's showing us with proof in Psalms and um, the book of Psalms. And then, of course, he's going to talk about how Jesus 
promoted joy um, in, in just a little bit. Um, but at the same time, I think it's interesting because my experience with religion and Christianity has been one which abs actually does the opposite of promote joy. It's actually like joy is immoral or enjoying is immoral. Um, happiness is immoral. It, it was like my experience with it was like the more miserable I was, honestly, the, the better, the more holy and Christian I was, the more I denied myself enjoying things, um, the better I was and the like more rewards I was going to get in heaven. So I think it's so interesting um, that he's pointing this out because I don't think that my experience with Christianity is one that is isolated. I think a lot of people in the States would say um, that their experience with Christianity is one in which uh, there's a stigma that goes along with enjoying life and enjoying each other and, and ourselves and our bodies and um, that that's actually shunned. And so, um, especially coming from the South, I'm from, you know, the Southeastern United States. So it's very much, uh, people call it the Bible Belt South. So it's very much a, it's an area of the U.S. that is kind of dominated by churches, by religion, um, by Christianity. And I feel like there's a lot of people who uh, really look to it as a source of affirmation, of direction. Um, and obviously there are people who take advantage of the folks who look to it. And that part is really, really sad. Um, so the point here that I'm seeing is that joy is an important part of life. It's an important part of spiritual life. Um, it's a, an important part of serving God, according to, you know, Jewish tradition and Christianity. Um, and so the stigma for joy and enjoyment isn't quite uh, accurate when it comes to what these uh, documents or what these writings for these spiritual um you know, beliefs are saying. He goes on to say, in the Christian development, even the name of the Gospels, Glad Tidings, shows the central place of gladness and joy. In the New Testament, joy is the fruit of giving up having, while sadness is the mood of one who hangs on to possessions. See, for instance, Matthew 13, 44 and 19, 22. In many of Jesus' utterances, joy is conceived as a concomitant of living in the being mode. Concomitant is just, uh, that word just means like a natural outcome. So in many of Jesus' utterances, joy is conceived as something that naturally comes out of living in the mode of being. In his last speech to the apostles, Jesus tells of joy in the final form. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. That's John 15, 11. So Fromm says, joy then is what we experience in the process of growing nearer to the goal of becoming ourself. 
So we see Jesus uh, highlighting the importance of joy um, and how that connects to the being mode, um, the mode of existence in which we prioritize being, being present in the moment, experiencing, connecting, um, you know, being with other people, being with ourselves, observing non-judgmentally versus the having mode of existence where the number one thing that we need to do is to acquire, acquire, acquire. And in order to enjoy something, we have to possess it. Um, Property and ownership become and control really becomes very, very important in the having mode of existence. And that is not something that has been linked with joy. So the being mode of existence really is the pathway to um, joy. And we're, we're going to talk a little bit tomorrow on our Friday episode about um, joy and um, how that actually really brings us um, to a place where we can self-actualize um, where we can see about how the journey relates, how important the journey is and not the destination, not the acquiring, but the experiencing. Um, and then um, I also really love this uh, quote at the end of Fromes that we will touch on a little more tomorrow in our Friday episode. Joy then is what we experience in the process of going nearer to the goal of becoming ourselves. Joy is something we experience in the process. Have you ever heard someone say, trust the process? I definitely have. And I've definitely told myself that a lot <laughs> in the moments where I need encouragement for myself. And the reality is things, life is a process. Most things are a process. And that's why patience is so important because contrary to our you know, instantly, uh, instant gratification society. That's not how things work. Things take time. A plant does not grow up overnight and bear fruit. It doesn't. It takes time. It takes, uh, it's a process that it goes through. And each of us are in a similar situation in our personal lives and our growth and our, um, maturation and all of those, um, So then it's not really about the outcome. It's really about the process and being in the process. And he's saying the process is where joy is found. So I want to encourage you today, wherever you are in the process of growth, of learning, of becoming yourself, um, you are in the process. And that's what counts. And it might not feel good. It might feel great. You just, it's always different. It depends on where you are in the process, right? And what your specific path is bringing you to. Um, But at the end, there's a joy that comes with knowing that you're in process and that you're learning and growing. And part of experiencing that joy is giving yourself compassion and exercising self-compassion. And it also is a process to learn. It is also a skill that you learn. Um, It's not something that comes just naturally. 
Um, just like learning how to communicate with your partner, learning how to communicate in general is not something that comes naturally. It's a skill that can be learned. And self-compassion is not something that our society produces. After all, self-compassion doesn't promote any kind of consumption, right? Like money can't be made on you being patient and kind to yourself, right? Like only when you're anxious and depressed and you're searching and reaching for something outside of yourself to fill the hole that's in you or the anxiety that's in you with something to feel better, um, that's whenever you know money can be made. So this is not something that's a widely promoted skill or or idea. Um, so of course, it's not something that's going to come easy to you and or to me. Um, and it's something that we don't really, you know, often know how to do and we have to keep learning, but it's something we can learn and we can remember, um, when we go into self-punishment mode that, Hey, you know what, wait a minute, I'm going into self-punishment mode. This isn't helpful. I'm going to pivot. I can pivot to self-compassion. And on Friday, I'm going to share with you, um, a personal time when, um, I was in a situation that. I messed up and instead of beating myself up, I showed myself compassion and how much easier it was kind of just to pivot and move on. And, you know, it makes sense because after all, the point is when we go through something difficult, when we experience a loss, our our best efforts are to get through that loss get from loss to eventual gain, which there always is in loss, as healthily, smoothly, and quickly as the process allows. Um, so that's that's what our hope is. Let's be self-compassionate so we can get on the other side of this lesson or this experience and um, make make a gain, make it into a gain as quickly as possible and as quickly as our, the process allows. Because it's not always about being in a big hurry. Um, like I said about the plant, it doesn't grow um, overnight, right? So some of these things just take time and sometimes we need to feel. I think we in our society avoid feeling a lot, especially if it's a feeling that some people would call negative. If it's a feeling that's maybe unpleasant or it's not a happy feeling, then people don't tend to like it. But that doesn't mean those feelings aren't important. So I want to encourage you to embrace your feelings today. For now, I'll say goodbye. If you want more From content, check out FromDaily.com. That's From with two M's. F-R-O-M-M-D-A-I-L-Y dot C-O-M. To access our Friday episodes, become a paid subscriber of the From Daily Substack. Paid subscribers have access to our weekly personal growth support group hosted by yours truly Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern time live weekly Substack chats Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern are open to free and paid subscribers alike. Let's see each other there. I hope your day brings you lots of new experiences from which to learn and grow and you find the value in them. And regardless of where you are in your journey, I'm proud of you. You're in the process, in the process of growth, and that's what counts. Yeah. I'm Lacey Delane, signing off. See you next time on the From Daily Podcast.